Okay, here we go. The Panda Magazine. He's about to get crazy and wild. Stay for a while. Don't touch a radio dial. The Magazine. Kicking it back. Sports talk. Listen to that and stay tuned for some giggles and last go. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Planet Mikey Show. Episode 79 of the award-winning Planet Mikey podcast. Recorded live with no edits, no stunt doubles, and no budget at the palatial studios of Pelham Island in lovely Sudbury, Massachusetts, where many famous bands have recorded albums, where Fred Smurless once brandished a handgun, where spaceman Bill Lee once drank a pint of tequila in 29 minutes, and where... Occasionally, if you sniff the air, you'll notice the exotic fragrances of sativa and indica. Medically approved, of course. I'm staff announcer Peter Puller, and this podcast is sponsored by Shining Rock Golf Club in Northbridge, Massachusetts. Challenging, breathtaking, play the rock, Shining Rock Golf Club. Tonight, we have executive producer William Smith, known to his friends as Bill Producer Ben Kitchen, whose last known address was a P.O. box in Taunton, but Ben actually lived there. And Mikey Adams, who's got three Emmys, no Cleos, no Golden Globes, and he had won Grammy, but she passed away in 1968 after making homemade clam chowder. Politically correct or not, Mikey wears a mask every day on his Johnson. Here's Miguelito, which is Spanish for Mikey. Wow, Peter, ah. that Peter Puller is getting better all the time. He's really right? a pro, isn't he? He's a pro. Yeah. We have a very special show tonight with a very special guest. Ladies and gentlemen, may I introduce to you the one and only funny bastard himself, Tony V. Tony! Hey! What's up? What's going on over there in Sudbury? Well, this is, of course, where Babe Ruth uh, pushed his organ into the water. Was that his organ or his piano? I don't know. Piano. Yeah, was that what it was? Yeah. <laughs> how how you doing, man? Yeah. How's your health? Yeah, fish would have nibbled on it. What's that? I say if he threw his organ in, a fish would have nibbled on it. <laughs> how, how's your cell connection? He sounds all right, doesn't he? No. Are you? Where are I, I you? Sounds like, I, oh, hold on. What's he doing? He's checking something. Don't I? How's this? Oh, that's great. I think that's better, yeah. 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 That's way better, right? You know, what I did is I moved. (laughs) (laughs) Something none of us do much anymore. Yeah, no. uh, Plus, I took my uh, space helmet off, and they were all good. That always helps. Did you see they have a new costume they've designed for going to concerts when concerts eventually return? And I guess that includes uh, comedic... uh, Comedy shows as well. Yeah, I think we get to go back in uh, uh, at you know they're doing it in different uh, phases. Yeah, I think we're phase seventy-eight. <laughs> You're not picking up first on the list, huh? No, I don't think we're. It took all of this for me to realize I am not essential. <laughs> it's such a cruel way to be to be to be not essential. Sounds so essential, right? Yeah, it sounds right. dark. I, all these years, I thought I was I was essential, but apparently not. Well, for those who don't know, and most people, of course, know Tony V. But for those maybe listening in Connecticut or where they're somewhere, they're out of touch. Tony V is a he's an actor, he's a comedian, he's a uh, he's a movie star, he's an entertainer, he, he, he's he's an auctioneer. You might want to say was. <laughs> That's not true, Tony. You're just yeah. like, you're on respite, just like everybody else. He's a podcast host, podcaster. 
Yep. Yes, he yeah. is. Yeah. I'd we say got a, a Jimmy Dunn, uh, two Boston guys whack up a pie. Yeah, no, what, I listened to the podcast last week, and I didn't hear yeah. one pie being whacked. Well, we started eating pie uh, as a way to buy pie and write it off as a business expense. <laughs> Got four, you know, because that that can get pricey if you if you go to your your farm stands or what have you. That's it. Um, and then we found out uh, through our our tens of listeners that uh, not all that pleasant to listen to two guys chewing and spitting <laughs> on microphones. So we eat pie before and after, not during it. Oh, okay. Well, so Tony, maybe you should do a show where you're like the host or moderator, and you bring on. Let's say two other comedians on, and let's say they duel it out. Dueling, dueling you, comedians. You could call dueling it dueling comedians. comedians. I, have, I have that. I'll throw anything against the wall. Yeah. <laughs> basically, Tony, what I'm saying is get your ass back up to Studio 21 Podcast Cafe and get back to work. I love that place. These are yeah, true. I you know, know you do. I didn't see you there today. Ben, Normally it's hard for him Tuesdays. to get to New Hampshire, just like any of us. These are trying times. These, if, you go, if you go up to... Uh, you know, New Hampshire with mass plates on, they will uh, live free or die you. That's true. Mikey, did you say? Yeah, they don't, they don't want to see it. Oh, yeah, we I, have to have. Oh, listen, this, did, is, this is what we do, Tony. Did you say of, this is trying time? Yeah, you know what? We, we, we do these public service announcements. Uh, stay with us, Tony. This is important. This is because yeah. these are trying times. You ready? In these uncertain times, there's nobody more uncertain than sports broadcasters. We all remember every single move the Red Sox made and how important it was to us back when Doug Mirabelli was flown in from San Diego to catch Tim Wakefield's knuckleball. He was the only guy who could catch that shit. But we cared. It mattered. When Zeke Moat, Moat, Mo, when Zeke, take two. When Zeke Moat whipped out his Patriot missile in the locker room in Foxborough and scared the freckles off Lisa Olson, it mattered. But sports are canceled now, and it's a loss to all of us but mostly to the frauds and the muck-raking clowns who work on the air on sports radio. In these uncertain times, Big O talks about foods he's eaten. Dale talks about his life as a badgeless Eagle Scout. And Mutt, well, Mutt talks mostly to himself because he really sucks. <laughs> but we're all in this together, and if a failure to listen to Mutt is the worst thing that we face, we'll make it through with no problems <laughs> because that hasn't changed at all. They might be able to make a stand six feet apart, wear a mask, and stock up on red meat. But remember, nobody, nobody can make you listen to that boring shithead mutt at night on WEI. <laughs> okay, that was a person, public service announcement. That was Peter Puller. He that, sounds remarkably wow. like you, Mike. He's a professional. I, yeah. Now, I, I, I'm, I, I love it. I, I'm intrigued. Tony, we've done three tremendous. I think that the three guys in a row, Lenny Clark, two weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We had Jimmy Dunn, who I, I've dubbed the funniest man in New Hampshire. And then you, who have been officially dubbed the funniest man in Massachusetts. In Massachusetts, uh, yeah. 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 When yeah. was that? When, what as, gets as, you that? As people want to say, when you get dubbed the funniest person in New Hampshire, that's like saying you got the tallest building in Milwaukee. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you and Jimmy can hash that out on two guys whack up a pie, or, or, or you know. Yeah, we do that all the time. I love working with Jimmy. We got a couple of projects, and that's all. It's all going well. I just read, speaking of sports, by the way. Yeah. That the NHL has 
uh, come up with a plan to go back. Yes, they do. They have a plan, a 2014 playoff, I think it is, yeah. right? Right. Doesn't everyone in the NHL make the playoffs anyway? <laughs> Pretty much. But the Bru- I, the Bruins think, will be in the I round round. I made it one year. <laughs> <laughs> and, the, and the NHL, for some reason, thinks they need to expand every four or five years and add another fucking team somewhere. Like, yeah. I, the Hartford yeah, Whalers are... Desert towns really need uh, hockey. I think the, the rule should be Tony V that if there's a if the, if it, if it can't snow in a town, there should never be a hockey team there. You know, Phoenix and L.A. What's that shit about? Tampa Bay. Well, yeah, who's going? I think I think they gotta up it. Uh, there's gotta be at least a Dairy Queen in your town. <laughs> <laughs> right. That should be the marker right there. Yeah, where you can get a blizzard and that'll count. <laughs> you know, we'll stretch we'll stretch the road a little. <laughs> that works. Now, I, re- I was reading some stuff about you, and I've, I've known you. The first time I noticed that Tony V was such a funny bastard was when he hosted the Whiny Awards uh, consecutive years. The Whiny Awards, mm-hmm. honestly, you broke that, th- that whole thing out as a genre by your unbelievable hosting of that event. It, it, you know, that was like being the ringmaster uh, at a circus of three legged dog acts. <laughs> <laughs> the big O, though, was in his prime, man. And you, uh, you were oh the exact God. right guy like for that. Oscars, one, one of the, I, you know, when Lenny, Lenny did that first when yeah. he was in the back room with, of Davio, right? The small Davio. Yeah, and then he wanted nothing to do with it after that. And then, you know, so he goes, you want to do this thing? And I go, yeah. And they weren't sure because, you know, I was not known as, a, like, a big sports guy and stuff like that. But I go, you know, how hard could it be? Well, just make fun of meatheads. And um, the first year I did it, uh, Upton Bell. Oh, God. Yeah. Who they used to save to the end, you know, who was, you know, one of the, the godfathers of sports talk radio around here. And I have the utmost respect. Right. But they would save him to the end because he was known to have uh, a cocktail. To Just a few. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> and by the time he got up on uh, uh, to speak at the end of the first year that I um, hosted his toupee was on sideways <laughs> and his sideburn was over his eye. So he looked like a, like a furry pirate. <laughs> That's gross. That's so gross. <laughs> I said, this, 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 these are my people. <laughs> How can you make fun of people like that though? With all the respect <laughs> they command, you know, and then, and another time I remember, it, and it expanded, right? And uh, the final couple of years, we had it uh, at the garden. They would they would drop the scoreboard as the backdrop and would work half the garden. Right. So it got pretty big. It would be like you know five or six thousand people, and then you know I'm getting heckled from another time zone uh, <laughs> at times up in the, the third balcony, or whatever. But and for some of these guys, and you know the big joke was they lived in their parents' basement. And, you know, they had no lives and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And some of them were very talented. We found Greg Murphy there who was a very funny comedian. Yep. And, and, uh, uh, but I live within walking distance to the garden. I live in Charlestown about, you know, maybe a quarter of a mile to a third of a mile away. Yeah. So we host the evening. I change out of my tux at the time. And uh, I'm walking back over the, the bridge into Charlestown. And I see one of the recipients. Standing at the t- at the foot of the bridge, waiting for the bus <laughs> <laughs> with his trophy. 
with his trophy. It yeah, was a bucket right. at the time. That's great. And he's he's got he's he's smoking a butt and he's he's tapping it the ash into the bucket. And I go, dude, what are you doing? You just had the biggest night of your life. He goes, I'm waiting for the bus. I go, you had no friends who could come with Nothing. you or anything? He goes, nah, if I'm not home by 1030, my mother locks the door. Oh, oh. <laughs> but I got the bucket, so I'm all right now. <laughs> but he had the bucket, so he was all, he was all square. It was oh, all man. good, yeah. That's, you know, now... He, that was a. Cl- I got cocked at that event every single year. I mean, I was up there with Hazel yeah. May, and she had like her nipples popping out of her shirt, and I'm shit faced, and I'm trying to do some kind of. I, I think I when the Red Sox won the trophy in '04, they had it up on stage. They brought it up on stage for the yeah. whiteies. I think I tried oh, to yeah. hump the thing. I swear to God, I was so cocked. Uh, yeah, I think you did, and and that's pretty quickly. You got to be careful. That's you nasty. Tennis on it. You, 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 you could you could you could slice a nut. You could slice up. You could puncture a scrotai. Now you yeah, you were good. Uh, you, I read that you were uh, initially one of your big breaks in the in the in the industry, if you will, yep. was playing the yep. part of a gorilla as the American tourister abusive gorilla who jumped on and smashed luggage. Yes, yes. Back in the days when uh, you know people had uh, you know hard shell luggage, the uh, American tourister at the time had a, a pretty famous commercial. Yeah, where you know that the luggage would disappear behind the you know, the screen at the, at the airport. And then this gorilla would grab it and try to, you know, smash the shit out of it. And, and, and so the commercial ran for a number of years, then they took a small break and they wanted to bring it back with, uh, uh, and do live appearances. So they, they wanted like a wise ass gorilla. So, uh, they came to me and I, (laughs) I had a four year contract with them where I would go to luggage openings and, you know, I was outside on the, uh, empire state building. I, uh, you, you know, did, just did all these gags and stuff. And, uh, it was, it was pretty fun until I got to look at myself at a, at a mall in Dallas one time with a lollipop stuck to the, my gorilla hairy ass. <laughs> and I said, yeah, this has gone far. Enough. <laughs> this is it. I gotta. St- I gotta put the kibosh on this. Yeah, right uh, now. On too many lollipops. But it was. It was a good gig. Uh, you know, bought my house here in Charlestown, and I am forever grateful to the gorilla. <laughs> now, how did you uh, work your way? First of all, I want to tell you that I. Uh, I thought you were. You were absolutely tremendous in Brotherhood. You were very. You, you were kind of a hapless character, but you were very, very yeah. believable. It was a great role for you. Well, I'm kind of a hapless guy. It wasn't a big stretch. <laughs> but no, I mean that that guy in that movie that you played that guy perfectly. He was kind of you know yeah. stuck in the middle of being he, a good to bad guy. Right, right. He was he was well meaning, but always made the wrong choices. Is the way I played him. Yeah. You know what I mean? He 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 he, he tried, but it just it wasn't in the cards for for Ralph. You know, and that that was a great. Run. Yeah, you know, you know that was a great series, Tony. Yeah. I don't know why they didn't give yeah. that more than three seasons, man. The Annabeth Gish was great. Yeah, yeah. And of course, uh, yeah. our, our yeah. buddy John Fiore was in that, and both Jasons were tremendous. Yeah, yeah Jasons were great. Uh, Chappie, Kevin Chapman had a, a, a big role in that as well. Yep. Local, local guy made good. Uh, it, it was, uh, it was uh, a lot of fun to do. Uh, and I, unfortunately, at the end of season two, well, I don't want to ruin it in case somebody wants to 
Yeah, it's worth but watching. Don't look all for three. me in season three. Uh, <laughs> uh, that's you know, people. If, you, yeah, yeah. if you're sitting home going, "Hey, what happened to Tony?" <laughs> you missed something. You did. No, that was a tremendous series, and I, 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 that's one of the ones where you sit down, you watch the first, and you go, "I'm going to watch this whole thing," and you watch it as yeah. a binge watch. But then when I got to end of season three, I'm like, "Wait, wait, but where the hell's the rest of this? Come on, give me more of this." I tell you, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's sort of unfinished because the way a lot of things go in show business, uh, such as it is, uh, you know, the, the person who ordered it got a promotion because the show was doing very well. Right. So they were no longer in charge. And then the new head of Showtime, I think they had merged with HBO at the time or something like that. Right. So there was a new head and nobody wants to be responsible for the demise of something. So, oh, right. so in their infinite wisdom, they just went, yeah, we're not doing it anymore. They, so they so they let that die on so the vine. So they just let it go. Yeah, yeah, because there was more. I mean, there was more to be had. So what's that? What do you uh, got? Ethan Ethan Embry was great. The guy that played my partner. Yeah, he yeah. was he was so great to work with. So great. Yeah, and I didn't know. You know, I mean, obviously, I knew you as a, as a very funny comic. I didn't know you even did acting. But you know, you you're you're SAG after. Oh yeah, I just uh, uh, I'm vested. I'm going to have a pension. Hey. Now I missed people. in Chappaquiddick, you know, and I, my buddy yeah. Fiore was in that too, you know. And and by the way, that's yeah. a topic I'm very big on all all the Kennedy uh trivia, the assassination theories, the conspiracy stuff. The Chappaquiddick thing, that was a movie that needed to be done. It was done very well, I thought. Oh, they pulled no punches. No. Uh but I didn't see you were listed in the credits, but we were what were you were you in the scene with Gary Tangway or were you in the scene no, at, no. at the end? No, no. At the end, yeah. when he's doing the speech, yeah, the guy who counts backwards from oh, ten—that's you. That's me. <laughs> How many takes? Uh, <laughs> I think we did four or five of those. Yeah, and the director uh, kept accusing me of not counting backwards. Properly. <laughs> That's tough. And I, I, I finally said to him, you know, I've been pulled over for DUIs many times in my life, and I can do the whole alphabet backwards. That's a great thing to practice, and by the way, if you drink a lot. Right. Yeah. If you drink a lot, right. So if you don't think I can count backwards from 10, we have a miscommunication here. Oh, yeah, yeah. And this- but it was great because the, the Jason Clark was in that as well, who I had worked with on Brotherhood. Tremendous. Uh, it, it was uh, like a little reunion. It was fun, yeah. And the other thing about that too was that uh, you know they, they, that whole that speech he gave to the nation there at the end of that whole thing, which kind of in a way yeah. got him off, got him off the hook for the entire yeah, incident. Yeah, 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 and he knew he was lying the whole time. Unbelievable, unbelievable, and that was yeah. a, a tremendous. So, you have any other movie roles coming up? I mean, I know that uh, uh, I just got a, a video sent from Lenny Clark. Uh, did you get the video that he did? Mike Clark sent out. Yeah, 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 with him with no pants. With on. no pants. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> crazy bastard. But I mean, we're doing pretty good here, three in a row, guys, huh? Lenny, yeah, Jimmy yeah, Dunn, yeah. and Tony V in a fucking row. Yeah, yeah. How can we have three <laughs> three shows funnier than these three? You know, it's unbelievable. <laughs> I got another commercial here. Hold on one second. This would be this, right, this go, a serious. Do one. what you gotta do. Uh, with no NB. No, no, no. This is serious. Oh, yeah, real this is not. This is this is an actual paying account. Where do you think you know? Where do you think I got the wardrobe? You, there's nothing. You think there's nothing to be betting on online? I bet. I actually bet on the 
the Tom Brady golf match on the weekend. So you can bet there's stuff to bet on. It's weird stuff. You know, who's (laughs) going to catch a bigger fish and all that shit. But anyway, our exclusive partner is betonline.ag, I think it's called in its full name. They still have hundreds of events, games, and props to wager on from their online casino to poker and blackjack, as as well as Vegas being brought right to you. They even have a bet up there. How long do you think Mutt's going to keep his job at WEEI? Are you missing the NFL? <laughs> well, it's no problem. Bet Online has live daily Madden NFL 20 simulations that you can wager on. Some of the kids that are playing are like 10. Uh, if you're into video, uh, rather into entertainment betting, you can bet on Survivor. You can bet on Big Brother, American Idol, stock prices, and when was the next time Trump will wear a mask? Even the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest is up there. It's open 24 <laughs> hours, and it's all online. I think they have a contest. When will he actually digest all those hot dogs, Joey Chestnut? When will they pass? Uh, visit the website or use your mobile device and join today to receive our new welcome bonus, which, what is it, Ben? It's money, right? CLNS 50. And what happens? You put in the CLNS 50, what do you get? They match 50. 50- 50% of what you put in as a welcome bonus. That's, wow. So they'll give wow, me $2.50. There you go. <laughs> <Bet> online.ag. <laughs> They're really a fine, fine uh, operation. Uh, and Tony V is our guest on this podcast, and he's unbelievable. I'd like, to, I'd like to add a bet to that if I could. What's that? How long the guy outside the bathroom that Joey Chestnut's in is pounding on the door. <laughs> <laughs> Splinters in his hands. Over under an hour and 12. <laughs> so Tony V has the pie, uh, the pie whacking podcast with Jimmy Dunn. He's obviously got. Yeah, and we, we just came. We, we go into depth on this, but I'll tell you uh, one thing people are uh, watching and betting on. Uh, there are uh, adult actresses, uh, porn stars. Yeah. Uh, playing Pong. Oh, the video game Pong. Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll watch that though, because you know what? They're porn stars. They've done stuff I can yeah. only dream of. Yeah, you know. Yeah, sure. <laughs> no, that's it. That's it. They want to. You might want to get that up there. Now, tell us about Gus V, because this is something that's a re- relatively recent development. He's emerged uh, into the spotlight a little bit, and it's not just a thanks dad thing like Ernie Bach. This is <laughs> this is like he's a very funny guy, Tony. He's a really funny guy. He's uh, he's doing real well for himself. He's living out in L.A. And right before this all hit, he had finished up uh, Emerson, my son. I'm very happy for him. And yeah. he's now working uh, on the Jimmy Kimmel show. Wow. Wow. Perfect. Now, is he a writer? Yeah. Yep. Oh, he's yep. a writer. So he's not a set he's designer. Doing well. He's he's not designing sets, right? He's 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 writing. No, 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 no. He's, he's you know he's a it's an entry level position, and uh, you know he's uh, he was working with the bands uh, and coordinating that and doing some uh, a little bit of writing with that and stuff like that. And he's working his way through, but he's kept his job and he's out there and he's doing well. Beautiful. Well, so, and I- he's a funny guy. I've I've worked with him a couple of times. Uh, uh, you know, on stage, I've, I've brought him up on stage yeah. a couple of times. We've done the Hampton has that ever comedy been, festival. Has together. that been done before? Father and son comedy. I can't. I can't think of anybody. I mean, no, you got the Stiller I, Ben I Stiller so. and his dad, and you got uh, uh, well, uh, uh, what's his yeah. name? Carl Reiner Stan and his Reiner. son, yeah. but they're Carl not really. Reiner, he's not a comedian, yeah. really. You know, Rob Reiner. Stand up, right? But that's not stand up. Yeah. you know what I mean. I don't know that there's a lot of father and sons uh, doing that. We we did an auction together out in. Uh, I, I do a charity out in uh, uh, Seattle, and uh, the the guy who was supposed to come and open for me uh, couldn't make it. So I said, well, let me bring my son. They said, yeah, sure. And he did a few minutes before me. 
I did a set, and then we did the auction together, and he was absolutely hysterical. It, 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 it's a it's a joy. It's you know, it all it's it's like me and Jimmy. It's you know when you trust somebody. And, and let's face it, he got his humor from me, so I know where he's going. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Did you try and dissuade him from a career in comedy, yeah. knowing how hard? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And, you know, it's it's good and bad if you have, I mean, you know, like, look, I have managed to climb my way to a very, very mediocre career. <laughs> uh, but it's, it's, it's. You know, he, I brought him to shows early on, so he would see the successes more than the, the drudgery of it, you know? Yeah. You know, but uh, to, to make an auction but, interesting, Tony, and you've done so many that you and Lenny both are, are masterful uh, auctioneers. I work golf tournaments with you where you just took over and just take, it, it solved all the problems. But when I first saw you doing an auction, was that the, the Tim Wakefield, Jason Veritek, uh, Pitch, oh, yeah. Pitching in for kids. Uh, pitching thing. in for kids. And somebody yeah. had given away a trip to New York to see the Yankees or something in the Red Sox, and included in that was bus fare. And Tony says, it's a Fung Wah bus. And everybody starts laughing. And then, But the bids weren't coming in, and Tony says, you know, for another 50 bucks, they'll let you drive the fucking bus. <laughs> <laughs> Fung Wah, man. Hey, what do you think of this yeah. whole Wuhan thing, though? How, how, I mean, what, what are your thoughts on the, on the Chinese bat soup virus? <laughs> you know, it's 2020. Do we really still need to eat bats? Have you ever have you ever gone into a place and they go, you know, they serve a wonderful bat here? <laughs> no, words have not been uttered from a human mouth. Yeah, no, that that never comes up. You know, I I don't know how this crazy. Thing, I mean, it's 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 just insane. You know that something you know, like so stupid has caused this, you know, worldwide uh, mayhem, you know, to the fact where I got to stay in with the the, rem- the remains of my family. Nobody <laughs> wants that. They don't want me. I don't want them. They were happy when I left at night. <laughs> oh, God. You know, that's the thing. Everyone goes, you know, because that's always the go-to when you got to do something like that. They go, well, this will give me, uh, you know, time to spend more you know, more time with my family. Right. And you go, well, you've, you've not met my family, have you? <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, two months would be too much with any family. Seriously. With any family, you know. You know, and, and here's the thing. I, I, everyone's become a, an artist in something in this, you know, baking bread yeah. and stuff like that. My wife the other day goes, I made my own furniture polish. <laughs> what? <laughs> and I go, oh, that's nice. And I look, I go... You know, that's the same ingredients as your salad dressing. <laughs> so I knew two things that night. Yeah. My credenza had never looked shinier, and I passed on the salad. <laughs> well, at least she's trying, though. You know, she's trying she's new She's trying, stuff. yeah. His that's, furniture smells like a nice raspberry vinaigrette right now. That's what's important. Yeah. I mean, Geraldo was wearing a mask. Someone designed a mask, and you get them on the Internet. It looks just like Geraldo's face, so he puts it on. It looks like yeah. a, a character. And i, I got to say this. On this podcast, I think three weeks ago, I you suggested predicted. that. You said, yeah, you yeah. said that that's what you should do. And I was going to do that. You know, if, and I tweeted today, and it's very true. When I was doing TV sports, if they could, if now every reporter's wearing a mask, Tony, like no matter what you, no matter what channel you're watching, they're out there in the streets doing it with a mask. If I could have right, gotten right. away with wearing a mask in the '90s, I'd still be on fucking television right now. I swear <laughs> to God, high def, high def killed me, ruined my I, life. I think it's the great equalizer. 
for ugly people. <laughs> yeah. The mask. Plus the hot, the hot reporters, the ones that you want to see their faces. Now they yeah, look like they look like they're you know patients or something. Yeah. It's just you know I've actually invented a, a greeting for uh, the pandemic, which is. You know, when you see people with masks on, I, I always say to them, well, it's nice to see as much of you as I can see, and I assume you're well. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Your eyes look well. You're yeah, peering out yeah, at me yeah. from behind that yeah, right. snot-filled mask you're wearing, you know. It's an unbelievably <laughs> I, sad. I can't wait the restaurant open, and they're going to need to have uh, six-foot-long pepper mills. Right, right. <laughs> exactly. Stand back, Pepper. No thanks. Get away from say me. Say when? What? I said say when. Uh, well, you know, I, I I thought it was ironic. Someone sent this to me on Twitter too. And by the way, at Tony V Comic, if you want to follow Tony V, it's a tremendous follow because Tony V's a funny bastard. But I saw something. This guy says. Uh, 50 years ago, if you had told the people at Woodstock, by the way, there was a pandemic going on then, too, yeah. uh, the Hong Kong flu, and no one got, you know, 500,000 people, no one got sick. But that's kind of weird. But if you had told them that, that 50, 50 years from now, pot would be okay and legal and haircuts would be illegal, what would they have told you? <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's weird times. But, you know, you don't know what you can and cannot do. No. You, you know what I mean? And, like, I go out and uh, smoke a cigar periodically, which I'm doing right now. But, like, I'll walk out in the middle of my street and I'll stand there for 10 minutes and not see a soul. Right. You know, and I live right on the Freedom Trail. And it's like, that's unheard of. That's weird, man. Yeah, it's just, it's, it's it's you know, just a strange, strange feeling. They're all saying, you, see, you know that guy, with the, the guy with the cigar? You see, yeah, don't stay away from him, man. He's, <laughs> he's got... He's, well, I, listen, that's the, the ultimate in social distancing. I've been doing that for years. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you light a cigar, nobody comes near nobody you. Nobody comes near you. you know, they, don't, they think you're no. farting or something. Hey, by the way, I was doing my radio show today. I discovered two things. Today is National Paper Airplane Day. Oh. Yeah. I, I got oh. to tell you, when I did at Fenway Park, it's a true story. I was 10 years old. I was in the right field grandstand at Fenway, and I made the paper airplane. I was kind of bored. Second game of a doubleheader. So I've made this perfect paper airplane out of my program, you know, one of the pages of my program. And my father would say, don't you throw that. I oh, said, okay. No. So when he wasn't looking, I whipped the thing, and it goes down, and it, it skims off the top of a bald-headed guy's head. He was in the front row near right field. It went out and landed behind Tony Oliva on the field, who had to pick it up, wow. stop the game, pick it up, throw it again, because it was a distraction. And uh, yeah, best was, shot of my life. Today you'd be in jail. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, this shot went in, and when it got down there, it floated all the way down to the field. It went foof, right off the top of the guy's head. So today is <laughs> National Paper Airplane Day, and in Australia, it's uh, National Sorry Day. I guess people walk around and say they're sorry to each other or something. I don't know. Bill's got another call coming in. Bill, you got another call coming in? Yeah, what the hell? He's gone. <laughs> oh, it's no, he's, he's gone. Hey, don't to, need him. Tony V, we love you, man. You're great. And I want to close. We close with a Joe Castiglione poem. Well, I want to ask him a question. Oh, you want to ask close, Okay. Oh, yeah, asked, yeah, yeah. yeah the, to we've the, had uh, yeah. three comedians on in a row, and I like to ask this question because I like to see where they're coming from, what their uh, comedic tastes perfect are. Perfect set, right? So I want to know what your perfect set would be in terms of you as a fan. You want to go see this show. So who would be your open, your middle, and your close? And when I asked Lenny Clark this, he said his open would be Carlin, his middle would be Pryor, and his close would be Kinnison. We asked Jimmy Dunn the same thing, and he answered a bunch of people I've never heard of. No, no, no. He, they, were, they were just local guys. He, we used to national here, but what about Tony? Uh, right. Well, I would have to put Bill Burr as my headliner. Okay. I would have Richard Lewis 
as uh, an opener. Wow, uh, interesting. Who who I think is uh, is uh, really funny. Uh, you know, especially when I was coming up, he was somebody I really admired his work ethic, and uh, you know, he really stuck to what he did. Yep. And then in the middle, I'm gonna have to say, and I can't believe I'm gonna put Burr over Pryor, but I'd put Pryor right there if i had to yeah that's, yeah that's, I, I for my money you know prior was the ultimate comedian it's always interesting to hear that from people who actually work in the industry uh, you know because everybody has their own you know everybody every joe schmo walking down the street has the three favorite comics but from the comics yeah. perspective it is a very interesting thing well tony yeah. I, we close with uh, now it, let, let me let me qualify this by saying yeah. it's my good friend bobcat goldthwaite's birthday today, today! Uh. and it, and if I don't put him in there somewhere. I uh, think he's like 52 years uh, old today, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yep. He, he, yeah. My favorite thing he ever did was when he fell down the stairs in that movie. And he's like, oh, ow, ow, ow. Every step, every step he hit. <laughs> that didn't hurt. <laughs> that didn't hurt. Ow, oh, oh. My favorite thing he ever did was Nicky Cox. <laughs> oh, nice, nice. Um, Very good. We have Joe Castiglione has a special guest at the end. of Normally he does carry a Joe Castiglione, but I would like if you would listen to this very short poem. Is Joe up in the booth? Let's get Joe in here now, Joe. I'm right here. Here's a lot of toilet paper. Are you ready? Go ahead, Joe. This poem is called The Turtle. It's by Ogden Nash. The turtle lies twixt plated decks, which practically conceals its sex. I think it clever of the turtle in such a fix to be so fertile. The end. Wow, wow. It's heavy stuff, Tony. Thanks for being on the podcast, wow. my friend. You're a great guy. Hey, man, it, it was a hoot. It, it, good to ch- uh, check in with you guys, too. Stay safe. Our best to keep being you. Our best to Augustus Gus, alias Gus V, as well. <laughs> Take care.